Hello and welcome to the Next Level Blockbuster Podcast. My name is Jeff. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to be doing something a little different, although I I think I say that almost every episode. Because, I think you do, but that's okay. Because we're going to be covering a vid, vid, video game. This time. Not video game. Video what are you, game. Hank Hill? Are you playing a video game, Bobby? <laughs> I want to see if you get that. Um, yeah, we're going to be covering a video game. So this, this is, instead of one of our Be Kind Rewind episodes, this is going to be... Level up level or achievement up. unlocked. Yeah. Um, and that's the way we differentiate like our video games. We had from- talked about doing separate podcasts, kind of like, you know, off the rails, by the way, releasing soon. Um, but we decided to keep these kind of more like, like in the same genre, just different labels on the episodes. Yeah. Because uh, I know you, you get in the video games more than I do. Like I enjoy them. Oh yeah. Like right time, now but... I make sure I'm, sp- I, I, I mean, between studying and for class and stuff, I try, I, I make sure I get my quality video game time in. So you get your video. <laughs> video. I get my video game time in like you get your movie time. Yeah. I get more like, I try to work in movies. You're the movie more. nerd. I'm more the gamer nerd. Yeah. I, and I play, but I play a lot less than you do. Cause you know, we Your only, way of unwinding is movies, my way of unwinding is video games. Yeah, we only have a certain amount of time in the day, and if you watch a movie, it's a couple hours, video games, a couple I hours. I do kind of, I have been watching movies on my phone in between um, certain things at work, so, you know, I'll have like an hour of downtime a lot of times, And but lately, the last couple of weeks, it's been cramming for finals. Yeah, well, and I play, and the thing too is like a lot of times, like some of the games I play... Honestly, like, I'll play, like, freaking Solitaire on my phone or something. You know, it's not really a video game, but that's some of the games I enjoy. I play playing. I play uh, roulette or craps on my phone. No, no, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Because I love going to the casino, but, you know, it costs money. I, I love, you know, a good video game here and there. I just don't have a lot of time. And that's how I am with movies, you know, but you, like you said, you make. Time for movies. I make time for video games. Well, we're going to touch on... We should talk about the video game we're going to be covering. Because it's Ghostbusters the game. And specifically... And yeah. Uh, it's the 2009 video game. And they've made several Ghostbusters video games. Oh, yeah. The most... The most, the one I remember the most was... Or the ones I remember most was the Atari and the NES ones. And you had told me earlier that there was a Sega Master Drive. There was, and there was a Genesis one. The Genesis one was the one I grew up with, and it was actually a pretty good game. See, I didn't have a Sega the Neighbor Kid did, but I, and I had the SNES, but it was at my grandma's for some reason. See, I got uh, the NES versions, too, later on. But I did later on, too, like four years ago. Yeah, I, I bought them not too long. I think about four years ago, too. And the I NES one was fun. It's it's the, fine. It, like, I mean, it, it's good. Especially back when we were kids, I would have loved it. Right. But certain, I remember I mean, playing it on emulators in high school. Yeah. It's just... We should just talk about this real quick off the bat. Modern video games are nothing like older video games where... 
we got punished the f out, you know, just for playing the games. Like old video games were brutal. Like mm-hmm. Nintendo, like, there, there's a saying called Nintendo hard. Like I love, you know, I I love modern some of the modern video games, but like they're so much easier. They're like a cakewalk compared to some of the old. Oh games. yeah, and like you started off Mario with what four lives. Some, and let's say you made it halfway through the game and died. That's it. You start all the fuck over again. Yeah, there was no save points or I mean, and the I'm closest glad they came they to it, the closest they came to it was the warp zone. I think that was kind of their the idea behind that. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I really enjoyed the Ghostbusters like Genesis game growing up, and I I bought a copy of it again. You know. It's worth a lot of money now. It's hard to get, yeah. That's the thing. A lot of these vintage games in the last 10 years have skyrocketed in value. But, um, part of the reason... Good luck getting a copy of Conker's, an original copy. There's knockoff ones out there. I have one. Knockoff or original? Original. Did you get it originally or did you... Yes. I got it on clearance. I think it was like four or five dollars. Nice. And my parents had one in the package still. Nice. I did sell it, but I think it sold for like three. And this, I mean, it's went up even more, but it sold even back then for like two or three hundred dollars. Oh, yeah. I remember when they were closing out of Toys R Us, they found a copy of Mario Kart still in the package, like hidden in one of the aisles. That's amazing. It was like covered in 20 years worth of dust. That's awesome. Isn't it? But anyways, Ghostbusters the video game was released at the time, I believe, on PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, and there wasn't one released for the original Xbox, was there? Well, no. So I'll cover this really quick because this is a little interesting because when it was originally released... There was like two versions. It was released for PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, as you said, PSP. It was uh, released on PSP. Yes. The Wii and Windows. Because there was a computer. There was a PC version, of course. Now, I'm going to just cover this real quick because there was basically three different versions of the game. They essentially had the same story, all of them. And similar mechanics, but they did... PlayStation 2's graphics were more cartoony. Yeah, and there was there were different elements... There were some different elements of gameplay. So, Terminal Reality released uh, the Windows, PlayStation 3, and Xbox 360 version. So, essentially, those three versions were pretty much the same. The Red Fly uh, released play- the PlayStation 2, PSP, and the Wii versions, which were the slightly more cartoonish versions. Yeah, because they were downscaled for their graphical ability. And Zen Studios released the Nintendo DS version. It was also a DS. So why did they go with three different studios? Um, probably one was focused on... Like the because t- remember the 1080p was a big selling feature for the game. Yeah, it was one of the first 1080p games. Because I mean, it wasn't the only one, but it was one because they it was more of a, a Xbox cinematic 360 game. and PS3 were the first high def consoles. Um, and originally, like 720p was considered at the time high def. And a lot of the games released and on the 1080p was kind of like what yeah. 8K is today. It was out of reach. 
But for the normal this game was released on those three platforms in 1080p. And I think that's probably why you had different developers. Because that uh, studio, Terminal Reality, was probably focused on the really progressive look of the game. Which, I mean, now it, Looking it ended back up getting at it remastered, now, which we'll touch on in a oh, minute. Yeah. But, you know, so they probably had uh, the... What Red Fly Studios do the more traditional like adaptation, mm-hmm. and because just how did you ever play the the cartoony version? I think, yes, uh, yeah, I remember you had it, and I had the Xbox version, which was because you know, I'm an Xbox guy and kind of PC guy, but I had to sell my my PC rig. Um, yeah, it. I never got to play the cartoony version, but well, you, I remember you playing the other version at my house. I had the PlayStation 2 version and the PlayStation 3 version. But when it came out, you didn't have a PS3 at the time. I believe I bought it like a year later and bought the game. Yeah. But when I first when it first came out, I if I had it, I originally bought the PS2 version. I don't exactly remember. I know I got them roughly around the same time. Here's a fun fact. I rented it from Blockbuster and forgot to return it. I still have it. I don't want that back. Yeah. I think I did the same thing with something from family. I, I am ADHD as hell, and I always forget that I have things. So don't worry. They charged my account accordingly. So we just touched on this a minute ago, but the game actually was released a couple years what was it two years a year and a half ago something like that in a remastered version and they released it for the playstation 4 xbox one and the nintendo switch and i it was good bought the xbox version correct correct yeah and i have the playstation 4 version i still have the playstation 2 and 3 versions in my house (laughs) we also both bought the other place well the other Ghostbuster game that they released on PlayStation 4 and Xbox, uh, was it one or was it the... You mean 360? Yeah, the the female Ghostbuster game. Oh, yeah. The fe- that one was a bad... It was a top-down game. Well, you bought it... I bought it thinking I bought the remaster. Yeah. And it was I, poorly packaged. Um, I bought it because I think it was $10. And I was like, eh, right. it's a Ghostbuster game. And I still have not played it, so I'm not going to judge it one way or another. But just, I, the mechanics of it are bad. It's just a poorly developed video game. But, uh, yeah, I was like, Ghostbusters, even if it's not my favorite version of Ghostbusters. There's been some oh, stinker oh Ghostbusters games released, just like Star Trek. Star Trek Timelines is okay. Or not Timelines, uh, Star Trek Online. Did you ever play, I think it was Legacy. There was one game I could never even figure out how to play. Oh, is that the game where you like you're you're driving the ship and you have to shoot the other the Klingon ship and it's like it does just doesn't work and that the, I think so. You, nobody ever could get past the first level because of the glitch in the game. I don't know. I I had one of them and I just couldn't really make it work. Anyway, so this game, why it's kind of special and why we're covering now as part of our. Ghostbuster what year or something that we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
we're covering this because this was at least at the time revolutionary in the Ghostbuster game. Yeah, and it's basically for a long time the closest we thought we'd ever get to a Ghostbusters three. Yes. For a while they were saying it was the sequel. Well, it's interestingly enough, it's still and I I know you talked about this, we both did when the movie was released Afterlife. Mm-hmm. It's still considered canon. Even though there there's some stuff that kind of contradicts the game, yeah. But I they've said it's still canonical. So, well, yeah, because Winston went to like in between Ghostbusters two and this one, Winston went and got a PhD and everything. But in the movie Afterlife, he was a successful businessman. Doesn't necessarily mean he couldn't have got very fair. You could even argue that's what helped him become a businessman. You know, he could have done that, and then before they yeah. dissolved, you're right. I mean, I mean, there's stuff that they would have to clarify to make it, you know, in canon, but they could still do it. Now, the Ghostbusters video game, it was amazing. It was the closest we could come to being a Ghostbuster. Um, it followed a linear storyline. Um, I wish it was open world because wouldn't that be fucking balls awesome? Well. That would be. It was. Right. I mean, it was set two years after Ghostbusters two, and if you the big selling feature of this game too was the fact that I don't even know how the fuck they did it, considering how much trouble they had do potentially doing a Ghostbuster movie, but they got all four main Ghostbuster voice yeah. actors. They couldn't get him to do a freaking movie. Well, I mean, that was mostly Bill Murray. But Bill Murray did the voice work for this. Because he'd never been in a video game and it sounded fun. Bill Murray's interesting. He really is. Like, I mean, and I mean that honestly in the best way. Like, he's fascinating. Like, He's just an interesting fellow. Yes. I heard a story of him going into a restaurant. He stole a French fry off someone's plate, ate it, and goes, nobody's ever going to believe you, and walked away. Except Bill Murray's got such a reputation where you would believe. I hear he went to a party and left with, like, three webbed. I can see that. Well, Bill Murray is... He's he's always been kind of frustrating, like, for the fans, because we've all wanted another Ghostbuster movie. So we've all and like he would do like, stuff like he showed up to the Spike Awards dressed as Bankman. Yeah. And he goes, Don't read too far into this. The Zombieland cameo he did. Yeah. You know? Where they were playing with the equipment. He always was like just teasing. Teasing and like he he like he got some enjoyment out of like fucking with people. Yeah. But that's just Bill Murray. The fans of Ghostbusters. That's just Bill Murray. But uh it was it was a welcome return that he came back along with Dan Aykroyd, the late Harold Ramis. Yeah, and I think this Ernie was Hudson. one of the last Harold Ramis projects. Yeah, um, before he got sick. So this was like kind of officially the last thing they all did together. Yeah, and uh, not only did they come back, but we also had Annie Potts, William. Atherton and Max von Sydow, like freaking Max von, like Vigo, the oh, voice yeah, of Vigo. Oh yeah, yeah, he came back, didn't he? And like he just played the voice in uh, Ghostbusters too. He didn't play Vigo physically, mm-hmm. 
But I was like, they could have easily got a different voice actor because, you know, Max Van Saidu was like a big star. You know, he did Exorcist and stuff. Yeah. Uh, he was even in The Force Awakens. He had a minor role, but, and he tragically passed away a year or two ago, too. But I mean, I I was kind of surprised because I didn't realize they'd got him back for the game. I didn't realize that either. Because sometimes you just assume for like the more minor. Like an actor of his caliber, you're like he's not gonna come back for like right. a little role. And I played it years ago, never even thought, you know. Now this game though, it was it was fun as hell. And like you said, they got most of the voice cast except for like Rick Moranis. Did they get Sigourney Weaver? I don't think they got those. I, it's two. been a while since I've actually played it through. It's been a, a while. I did recently play a little bit of it, the remastered version, but I only basically got. To like the hotel part. Yeah, the I got to the, of the part game. where you're going against the Flying Dutchman. That was a hard level because the mapping on that game. I mean, when I first played on like PlayStation Three, I got, you know, I I didn't get that far in the remaster. Like I said, it was in like basically the first level I got because even the levels kind of take some time to get through. Because even the hotel one, you're going it's through. It's a long level. Yeah, and it's like, it's the first level, but it takes a good, like, half an hour to get through. At least. Yeah. And, because uh, I didn't remember that when I first played it, but I was like, damn, this is taking a long time. And some of the levels can be frustrating. Uh, one thing I will say about the, and, like, I do kind of remember from playing it originally, but from revisiting it. The controls are pretty good, but there is kind of repetitive gameplay. I was going to get to that. The game is very repetitive. Because essentially you are a Ghostbuster. You're just catching the ghosts and trapping it. But they make, like, even the first level, some of the ghosts are so fucking hard to get. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're having to zap them for, like, ten minutes. Yeah. While, you're, while your proton pack overheats. Yeah. And then you have to uh, heal or help someone else. Up. Yeah. And it's it's a good game for its story. And that's, I think, the, the strongest thing about the game is that it's a, a basically a third movie. And it's a pretty good story. Because I remember playing it, even though when I played it the first time, I, I remember, like, this kind of repetitive the gameplay. But you wanted to keep going because you wanted to go into the story. Yeah. And it started, it, it, I, I don't know if you remember, like, I don't remember how well you remember, but, like, when it started getting, like, the alternate dimension thing. That was cool. Like, in the library. where The it was, like, story was, was phenomenal. Yeah, and, like, the locations were interesting, and I like that you read And the graphics were good. Yeah. Um. Very realistic, especially on both versions of, you know, the remaster and the original. I never did play the PS2 version. But even that was entertaining. To some degree, I think the gameplay was less repetitive on the PlayStation 2 was version. Was it? We'll have to revisit yeah. that sometime. Because we'll have to I, either go to your house or bring your yeah. PS2 over. I think it was a little more simplistic. I want to try to get a hold of an old PS2. Yeah, you can get them pretty decent. Cheap. Yeah, right now. I think they might go up a I might get one of those smaller ones, though. Yeah. But uh, you had mentioned, too, that it allowed you to kind of live in your fantasy. Yeah, because 
And the character was the rookie. And one thing I wish they did was to allow you to customize your rookie. To look like you. Look like, either look like you or put your name in it or something. I wish they were there, but there was no customization whatsoever. You looked like a, a bastardized version of Vankman from uh, Real Ghostbusters. Yeah, I did think it was funny when they were introducing. You're just rookie, okay? You yeah. Never- like, okay, you're going to be cat puke. <laughs> uh, one thing that was kind of cool, I don't know if you know this, but they released a figure of Rookie. Yes, I did know that. Which That's I think cool. they only did it once, so I think it's kind of hard to get one. But I almost wish they had referenced Rookie in Afterlife if, like, they had somebody run in. Like, they could have got somebody, some old ass, like... I don't think they would have because they would have a hard time dealing with it. But someone like Chevy Chase, just like for a quick cameo, like ran in and be like, hey, guys, can I finally like take this tag off? And it's just like rookie. And then he just gets like blasted. Yeah. And like explodes or something by Gozer. That would be cool. I, or even even hilarious. even Eddie Murphy. Somebody. Yeah. Could have been Eddie Murphy. It could have been like. uh Seth Rogen or something that was rumored to come on to the third ghost. I would have liked to have seen Seth Rogen. But that would have been hilarious. He would have done a good job in the role that uh, Paul, uh, Rudd. Paul Rudd was in. Yeah. Because they're very similar. But if you just had him come up, like, when they were all together, if he's like, can I finally be a part of the team? And then Gozer just, like, zaps him and he blows up and that's that. Sort of like the J.K. Simmons cameo. Yeah. That would have been hilarious. That would have. Because the, the people, I think it might have been too confusing for, like, non, the people in the know. But I think it would have been funny enough. It still enough. would have been funny either way. Yeah, where people would have been like, I don't under, like, get why that person was there. But that's pretty funny. They probably would have just been like, oh, they had Seth Rogen. <laughs> Can't. That would have been, Seth Rogen would have been great. Because I, I remember watching that and I was like, that would be awesome if they got somebody that, like, cameos, like, the rookie, yeah, is like a joke, and he meet like Ben Stiller comes out of like the act of one, and he's the first one to come up. He's like, and you just see the rookie name tag. He's ben like, Stiller I got good. this, and then he just blows up all over like the act of one, and then the other guys like, whoa, that would have been great, or like a proton beam got him or some shit. Yeah, some where he gets trapped in the ghost trap, and then they're like, should we? Get him out, get him? and they're like, they're like, nah, you'll nah. figure it out. <laughs> and then you just hear like rain, like they cut to it's like guys, it's like knocking guys, or like in a very, very, very last post credits. Yeah, hello guys, help, still in here. <laughs> That'd have been great. And then you could just hear like Gozer or something, be like. Say something. He's like, Choose oh, the form yeah. of the destructor. He's like, uh, guys, guys, help. <laughs> but I think I did one thing that was interesting is like it didn't help the storyline, but you did get to go against the Marshmallow Man. Yeah. But I was like, really? They're going Marshmallow Man again? But it was fun to be able to kill the Marshmallow Man. Well, I think the whole point... Of, I think it was so you could experience it. Yeah, it was like a greatest hits kind of like... Did you get to do Slimer? I forget. I didn't get to that point of the game. 
I don't, I don't think, I don't remember. It's been a while. I mean, I have the remake over there on my shelf, but like I said, you like you said, the gameplay is very repetitive, and it's long because I got, I think halfway because halfway was roughly when they that like what was it? The library went to like that trans dimension, yes, dimensional dimension thing. I don't even know how to say it, but it just like transform, and he went to. I don't know if it was supposed to be like hell or another dimension or whatever. And it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. From Unfortunately, I hate to say it. I, I didn't play the remaster as much as I could. I did play the game, the original game, I think twice through. Yeah. Um, I'm known to do that with a lot of games. Play it twice through in case I miss something cool. Mm-hmm. Um, or also to try different, you know, if there's a different turnout in the game, like you try it different, you get a different result. But, I mean, overall, it was a great game. It was fun. It was definitely a game that, uh, in my opinion, was more successful for the story. And it's kind of... There are games you play for the gameplay. And this isn't really necessarily a knock at the game. This is not one of those games. But it's not really one of those games. Like Grand Theft Auto, something like a sandbox game... You play kind of... I mean, there are people that play Grant GTA and never even hit the storyline. I know, right? How crazy is that? Yeah. (laughs) Imagine that. Uh, Anyway. Yeah. No, but like, I... We're joking because that's how I am. You know, I just kind of enjoy going in there and enjoying... Fucking around. Yeah, the sandbox aspect of the game. And there are games I enjoy playing, like... Okay, here's actually a perfect example. You're going to love this because it's an Xbox game of a game that I actually both enjoyed playing for the gameplay and the story was Halo. Fair. Halo was a game, one of the... The first three Halos were amazing. Halo, Halo 3 was probably the weakest of those, but still good. No, I really enjoy. I I think I only played the first two Halos. I know there's they're Amazing. made a million of them now, but the first two were really fun to play, and they were really entertaining. Well, they were made by Bungie, yeah. Um, who also made one of my favorite games as a kid, which was Marathon, which was only available on Apple, and it, it's it, it's kind of been referred to as the prequel to Halo. Yeah. If you ever get a chance, it's available on iPad and iPhone. Let's see about checking it out. But yeah, I mean, but this this is definitely a game that has a very solid uh, story because they actually use elements of Dan Aykroyd and Harold Remus's Remus's. I say Remus and but Remus. I, I don't know how it's pronounced. Uh, they use parts of their screenplay that they were going to do for a third Ghostbusters. Yeah, and I, I yeah, and they yeah, they did. So I believe the story is actually credited with their names because they used elements of their screenplay. And uh this game also uh is the sort of catalyst uh that propelled Sony to want to do More another Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah. Because we we kinda thought Ghostbusters was extinct. Yeah, I kind of felt dead for a long time, but I think Sony also realized, hey, if we can get Bill Murray back to do voice work, it's not impossible. 
Yeah. Like, for a while, it was kind of you, he's not doing it. It's impossible. Uh, and they had a very unique arrangement with the contract where they all had to agree on it. And Yeah. I don't exactly know how they got by with the remake, because I don't think they all agreed on it. I think there was, from what I've heard, there was legality issues and... Ghostbusters has been a tangled web of bullshit since 1989. Kind of, but it's slowly beginning to kind of... Flower again. Yes, and hopefully it, it stays that way, but we'll kind of have Just to see. Just legal stuff is what I'm, what I'm mentioning. It, well, yeah, legal, there's even, like, personal, like, feelings, because a lot of the problems with... Oh, yeah, other- Murray and Ramis had a big falling out. Ackroyd got into Groundhog it with Day. a few of them, and they all kind of, with the exception of Ernie Hudson, who was just always Everybody game. Loves Ernie. Yeah. And Ernie Hudson's always been game to do a, another Ghostbuster movie. Ernie Hudson's just a cool guy. And, uh, well, she, he should come on this, this podcast. Ernie, be our guest of honor. Please. We'd love to have a Michigan native on here. Mm-hmm. So... Any, any Michigan, I mean, like, and I, we really love you, Ernie Hudson, we want you on the show, but, like, hell, like. Can we just, can we just acknowledge the fact that the Lions finally won a fucking game this year? I mean, come on. <laughs> anyway, if, if you know me, I'm a Lions fan, which is odd, you know, that you wouldn't think a guy like me would be into the, into the football. Into the football. Into the sports ball. See, I, I don't mind watching a game here and there, but I'm, I'm not really obsessed. Like My ADHD makes it hard for me to pay attention to an entire game, so I just come in and watch highlights. Yeah. Usually, I watch if I watch something, I watch like the tail end of the game or whatever. Right. Well, I mean, that's the part that counts. Yeah. And I don't know half the players. Yeah, I'm like... Right. Oh, I kind of vaguely know who this person is. Yeah. But I enjoy, I enjoy the ball with foot. The ball with the foot. The soccer. Wait. The... <laughs> no, but uh, to wrap up this this particular episode, um, Ghostbusters, the video game, we both, I would say, highly recommend it. Um, regardless of, you know, you love the gameplay. Like, it's not bad gameplay or anything. No, not at all. And, and the controls work work nicely for the most part. It's just a little... Repetitive. Repetitive and a little tedious as far as the... Uh, like, I'm not saying it should be too much easier, but some of them are just... And, and like, the one episode where you're going after the, the, the Dutchman. Yeah. The map was very confusing. So I mean, it's not a game. It's not. It's not like a perfect game, but you're not necessarily playing it also for the gameplay. You're playing it for a theatrical experience, which it delivers. Because very much it, so. it very much feels like a third movie, and, and it makes uh, you feel like you're with the Ghostbusters. And that's the, it's the perfect combination too, because you get the story that progresses, and then you get to play some. And it's kind of funny that we're talking about how the gameplay is kind of the worst part of the game. 
Because it's a very enjoyable game, regardless. It, yeah. The rest of the game makes up for the gameplay. And if the gameplay's not bad. That's why it's kind of hilarious that we're like, that's the worst part of it. Because it's really not that bad. The worst part is still like a great part of the best game. It's sort of like when we were talking, we were talking about Marvel movies earlier, and you're like, I don't mind Thor two, and I was like, that's the worst of them, and I was like, and even then, it's I, not bad. And yeah, I was like, and pretty much every one of them's not bad. So I was like. If it's the worst of a, a franchise that no movie's like bad, that's not bad. <laughs> right. Know? May sound bad out of context, but yeah. But give this try. I mean it is remastered, or if you have an older console, it's available for that too. Um most consoles these days are reverse compatible anyway. And the remastered edition is actually a pretty good price because I think I paid like 20 bucks for it. Maybe not even that much. I paid the original price. Yeah, but it, it's really went down in price. Because it wasn't, it didn't sell well. Yeah. Remasters are kind of hit and miss. I don't know if too many have done that well because I know the Arkham ones didn't do great in the remastered editions. No. Uh, I mean,. Grand Theft Auto V did well, but they were still there. Grand Theft Auto V came out at the tail yeah, end. Yeah, it kind of came out on the cusp. Yeah, so they released it for both consoles. Oh, and they're releasing it for the, this console. Oh, we... Rockstar, you're destroying your fan base. Um, and it's it's showing. You, you're going to release it finally when we are able to... Well, when we're supposed to collect Medicaid, or not Medicaid, collect Social Security and get Medicaid, which I don't think we will. Um, Anyways, give this game a try. As always, I'm Aaron. I'm Jeff. Good night.